0: Hello, and welcome again to the podcast. And it is already Tuesday, uh, five days away from Jesus' birthday. Right, here we are, January, January. Here we are, December 20. Um, and yeah, we celebrate Jesus' first birthday, right? His mm-hmm. first coming in five days from now. So we're looking forward to that as families. And um, anyway, welcome again, Lori. Thanks, Thanks. for being my uh, guest again all week long. And before we dive into, because um, typically Tuesday is like Testimony Tuesday, but before we dive into, into um, a little story that Lori would like to share, uh, we have to get done with this little okay. thing first. Okay. I think I'm ready now. All okay, right, so, so now she realizes now that these are jokes and these are not like real.
1: <laughs> I thought they were legit stuff at first.
0: Okay. <laughs> like actual, like, true I was ready or false for trivia. trivia. Yeah, I okay. was ready for trivia. Well. You can't prepare for these. <laughs> no.
1: Apparently not.
0: So Laurie, what goes inside of Elves' pointy shoes?
1: Um I would say powdered sugar. Okay. Like instead of baby powder for the well, smell. But
0: actually it's uh, they put their mistletoes. Oh dear. Isn't that bad? That was really bad. <laughs> <laughs> now you might well, maybe you might get this one. Oh no, don't being, even no I'll be a second grade teacher. You might get this one. Okay? So, what's the first thing elves learn in school? Ho ho hoes. I have no idea. Um, how about the alphabet?
1: Oh, the alphabet. The oh, yeah. So true. I shouldn't have known that I'm sorry, one. Sorry,
0: listeners. Okay.
1: <laughs> They're all rolling their eyes at us now. Exactly.
0: <laughs> You can't see Lori's face, and she's rolling her eyes and (laughs) giving me these weird looks. But anyway. It's okay. It's It's all good. You're used to it. You (laughs) teach fourth grade. Okay. That's true. So on to better things. (laughs) On to better things. Yes. For sure, these are better things coming up here. So yeah, typically Tuesday is Testimony Tuesday, and we give our guests a chance to just talk a little bit about how the Lord's been working in their life lately or how the Lord has been working um, over the years. And Lori would love to share, like yesterday we talked about this little like, nudge that right that Mm -hmm. simeon had Mm -hmm. to go to the temple courts that day and he did um well laurie had a nudge a little while ago along with someone else and so she's going to tell you about that
1: yeah so about two months ago um i was talking with andrea mason and andrea and i have known each other for a while she and her family um are a little bit newer to vp family but um she and I were just talking after the surface one day and we were talking about how we both kind of felt like just... This nudge to do something with the women at VP, you know, just something, um, just an event, something to just get together and spend time with one another. And so we kind of put our heads together and we came up with this idea of a craft time with a cookie exchange and really just kind of thinking, hoping maybe 10, 15 people would sign up for it. And um, last week, Saturday, so when you're hearing this a couple weeks back, um, we had over 40 Women come here mm-hmm. to VP on a Saturday morning, and we did a wreath project and we clunked our way through a cookie exchange. <laughs> which, by the way, we learned when looking online that the ideal number for a cookie exchange is like eight to 10 people. So, oh. doing it with 40 people just involve- involved a little bit more creativity, okay. I suppose, <laughs> um, learning, you know, for Andrea and myself, but it was really good, and we had great feedback, and we just felt like it really accomplished kind of that. Goal we had just to bring women a VP and outside of VP just to give them, like, something to connect with and um, connect maybe faces that haven't been here as long with faces that have been here longer. And just, yeah, it was a really great mm-hmm. event. And so I guess that was definitely just a little nudging from sure. the Holy Spirit that um, we decided to follow. And, yeah, it was really good.
0: Well, thank you for listening to that nudge and then doing something about it because my wife, Lori, went mm-hmm. to the event mm-hmm. and— um, She loved it, absolutely loved it. Um, Good, and she got to yeah, just you know the whole idea of community, right? I think that's what you and Andrea were trying to do—is create some community within and and possibly without, you know, people from um, outside of VP. And I think I think it was successful. It was. Right. Yeah, for 40, it felt like it. 40 some ladies to show up when you were hoping for maybe fifteen.
1: Yeah. That's great. Yeah. And that's what we just kinda of told ourselves. So obviously there must have been kind of a desire for that yes. too. And it was really fun just to kind of see people connecting across the different age spans that were there in the different groups. And yeah, it was really good and kinda of gave us encouragement to maybe do something like that again. Yeah. Maybe not something that involves cutting so much fabric next time. Oh. So, but thank you to Tori and to Rachel who okay. helped us out with that.
0: <laughs> and Thank you to Lori for picking out some good cookies that I was able to uh, enjoy when, when she brought them home.
1: <laughs> I know. I know. Everybody was pretty excited about those yes, cookies that yes. they brought home. It's fun to get like ones that you never would make at home, but right, like new exactly. ones. Yeah. Yeah,
0: for well, sure. Anyway, thanks for listening to The Holy Spirit's Nudge. Not a problem. In your life. Yeah. Right, so um, today we are looking at Luke chapter 5, Mm -hmm. verses 17 through 26, and Lori's going to read this passage for us, and then, um, yeah, we'll just have a conversation back and forth forth about what this tells us about our God, or what this tells us about um, people. Yeah. here we
1: go. So, uh, this has the heading, the title, Jesus Forgives and Heals a Paralyzed Man. So, verse 17, one day Jesus was teaching, and Pharisees and teachers of the law were sitting there. They had come from every village of Galilee Galilee, and from Judea and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was with Jesus to heal the sick. Some men came carrying a paralyzed man on a mat and tried to take him into the house to lay him before Jesus. When they could not find a way to do this because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and lowered him on his mat through the tiles into the middle of the crowd right in front of Jesus. When Jesus saw their faith, he said, "'Friend, your sins are forgiven.' The Pharisees and the teachers of the law began thinking to themselves, "To themselves, who is this fellow who speaks blasphemy? Who can forgive sins but God alone? Jesus knew what they were thinking and asked, why are you thinking these things in your hearts? Which is easier, to say your sins are forgiven or to say get up and walk? But I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the paralyzed man, I tell you, get up, take your mat and go home. Immediately, he stood up in front of them, took what he had been lying on, and went home praising God. Everyone was amazed and gave praise to God. They were filled with awe and said, We have seen remarkable things today.
0: All right. Well, thanks, Lori. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have one like, obvious thing about our God that I noticed in here, and then um, one that, um, that kind of stuck out to me that I hadn't really noticed before. Um, and the obvious thing I noticed about our God is, is that he is the one who forgives. Right, Because right? um, Jesus says in verse 20, friend, your sins are forgiven. And even the Pharisees say, oh, my goodness, he's blaspheming because only God can forgive sins, right? right? And so, um, yeah, so th- that was just a-, a great reminder to me, right, that God is the one who forgives sins. I can't do anything to get my sins forgiven, right? He's the yeah. one that has to do the forgiving. And that's um, all because of Jesus. But then the other thing I noticed about – um about our God, specifically Jesus, Um, in verse 20, it says, when Jesus saw their faith, Mm -hmm. and so I think he's referring to the the faith of the friends, right? The friends that are carrying this paralyzed man to Jesus. Um, It said, so when Jesus saw their faith, he says, friend, and this is now he's talking to the paralyzed man, right? Your sins are forgiven. And I thought that was interesting. Like he's like, we don't we don't have any indication here that the paralyzed man was asking for forgiveness, right? right? It just says when Jesus saw their faith, which is the faith of the friends, he says, "Friend on the mat, your sins are forgiven." And that's just that's like interesting. Wow. And like and I don't know all the, the- theology behind all this, mm-hmm. but that made me go, "Well, can our faith actually cause someone else's sins to be forgiven?" And part of me is like I don't, I don't think so, but I don't know if any. It's that was just something that I kind of got stuck on there, right? When I, but a good thing here is that Jesus saw their faith. Jesus sees ours too, right? Right, and so when we go through difficult times, right, when we go through. Death in the family, or if we go through sickness in the family, or we go through broken relationships in the family, and and we stick and we and we just stick with our faith, knowing that mm-hmm. God is our heavenly Father and He's loving and He's compassionate. When Jesus sees our faith, oh, He, yeah, He moves and He that He appreciates that mm-hmm. that we're able to keep our faith during those times. The whole idea about. Can our faith cause other people's sins to be forgiven? I, that's that's a theological question. That's a big question. That's a big question that, is a big question that I, I have no answer for. But right. it seems that way right here. But that doesn't fit with what I've yeah. learned my whole life here. So yeah. So anyway, how about how about you?
1: <laughs> well, I think definitely the friends part caught my eye too. Um, but I I kind of went back to like my sunday school days and like i remember the flannel graph oh, like yes. story of this yeah. and i feel like the emphasis was always on the friend part like always like you know to surround yourself with people that want that best for you to surround yourself with people that would help you like that so right. i think i kind of caught that friend part too but it was kind of in a different yeah, in a different yeah. way right. but you know going to your point about the friends having the faith but the man being the one that was healed he had to have some faith, though, to let his friends drop him through a roof. <laughs> I true. mean, like, he, he probably could have been kicking and protesting. I guess not kicking. He wouldn't be on the mat if he was kicking. But, you know, he probably could have been protesting it if, yeah. you know, so he had to have some faith, too, right. in them. But, um, yeah, you know, I think that was something that definitely I kind of caught was just, like, that friend aspect. I thought it was also interesting because, and this was just connecting to another passage, like, in John... When Jesus heals somebody or the disciples ask him about healing someone, they ask him, it was um, whose fault was it that that person had that difficulty going on, you know, and they immediately equated some type of physical, you know, deformity or physical difficulty with somebody's sin. So it was interesting to me when he was like said to the man first before healing him, your sins are forgiven. Hmm. Was he doing that because he wanted to show there's not a connection between the physical, and the sin. Mm -hmm. Or, yeah, was he just trying to make a point to the Pharisees? I mean, they didn't even say their thoughts out loud. He just knew what they were thinking. But I don't know. It was just kind of something that came to mind when I was reading it.
0: Question marks.
1: Question marks. I know this kind of came almost more questions than answers.
0: And I think it's totally okay for us Christians, us Christ followers, right, to question things that Mm -hmm. we read Mm -hmm. because it makes us dive deeper. Yeah. Right? It makes us dive deeper. Um, Something else that uh, popped up out at me um, in verse 19 where it says, they went up on the roof and lowered him on his mat. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that made me think, you know, who do we know in our lives that need to be like? Lowered down to Jesus, you know. So who is it? Do we do we have some non-Christian friends that we can bring to Jesus through our prayers? Do we mm-hmm. have um, people that are just going through a tough time that we can bring to Jesus? And mm-hmm. um, it, it was just something that stuck out to me, you know, that just like these friends brought their friend, mm-hmm. right, their acquaintance. Well, I, I can do that too. Maybe right. not physically bring, but I can. But I can definitely spiritually bring people before the Lord that need. Mm-hmm. Spiritual help or physical help, and mm-hmm. so who are those people in my, li- in my life that mm-hmm. I can bring to Jesus, just like these friends did?
1: And kind of wondering on that too. When are the times in my life that I've been the one that's lowered down, and people have mm. been the one doing that for me? You know, in some life ways, I would times almost like that in my life, right? Yeah. You know, and in in all honesty, that's much more difficult for me. To accept probably that part of it, I would rather be the helper, be that friend, than be the one that's being lowered down. But there's definitely been times in my life where people, whether it's family or friends or coworkers, you know, that have been, so to speak, you know, lowering me down to Jesus and bringing me what
0: I need. Now, two weeks ago now, Steve Rusticus preached Mm -hmm. um, on Sunday morning, and he talked about the mighty God. And I think that's kind of what his main point was, right? How cool that the mighty God can live within us mm-hmm. so that we can, you know, share that mighty God with others when they need it. Right. You know, and that's kind of what was well, kind of what you were just saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Anything else that popped out to you for like maybe a little application or something we can leave with our listeners today from Luke 5?
1: Now, I think we kinda touched on it a lot is kind of, you know, whether it's to be the friend or allow the friends to help you with that and friends kind of in quotation marks. Right. Um, you know, and just that God's gonna prove his authority, you know, like in yep. something like this and the ability to forgive sins right. and the ability to heal.
0: Like right. Let's end right there because that's wonderful. Okay. All right. All right. Thanks, listeners, for sticking with us today on this Tuesday. And we will be back tomorrow um, for another, uh, what do we call these? Episodes. Another episode of the Bible Reading Plan podcast. All right. See ya. Bye. Well, thank you for joining us today for the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. We hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with God.